Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day and, a, and, a, and hopefully an even better week this week. The markets didn't uh, do a whole lot to make us happy this week. Had that great day on Monday. Uh, if you remember, Monday was a stellar start to the week, really to the new year. Boom, here came NASDAQ, here came the semis, up 1.5% to 2.5%, big move higher, even as rates were going higher. And it sure looked like we're back to the races again with techs, and then the rest of this week has been exactly the opposite of that. We're looking at now five, six down days for both uh, in a row for both NASDAQ, SP 500, after again that, that great Monday open. Um, so let's get into that today. With, there's some very interesting things happening underneath the surface here. Uh, we think a pattern change, a clear, it looks to me like the early indication of a clear pattern change taking place in the internals, and that's not nothing. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk today about the uh, Supreme Court case. Uh, uh, of course, the first uh, vaccine mandate case made it to the Supreme Court today. I listened in on, uh, uh, I don't know, most of it this morning. Uh, 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 let's say as much as I could take, as much as I could take. Uh, when you hear uh, the attorney, I think it was the uh, Attorney General for Ohio, and I, 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 Keller was the guy's name, you listen to him. Uh, of course, they're challenging the, the mandate. And everything the guy says makes perfect sense. And then the justices start jumping in. I'm talking about the liberal justices start jumping in with complete misinformation about coronavirus. Like, it, it's an impossibility. Tyler and I talked about this just for the cast. It's an impossibility that they could be this misinformed. So this is political. Is that really a surprise? Probably not. But it's the Supreme Court of the United States. You'd like to think and hope you know, that they can be honest and just come to the right decision, but they can't do it because it's about politics. I'm sure they say the same thing about Republicans. I have the unique advantage, I believe, of being a lifelong independent. I see things down the middle. I believe I see things like you do, right, from a common sense point of view. But that's not the case with the Supreme Court. I'm going to talk about that, too. Let's get to the markets first. Dow Jones today, after really being up all day long, finished down at the close, uh, down four points. Not a big deal, really, but we'd like to have seen those gains hold at 36,231. Uh, SP500 down four-tenths of one percent, down 19 points at 4,677. It did break through that support at 4,700. That's just a short-term technical level. It's not really a concern to us. Uh, Rust 2000 was down 1.2%. Actually, our leader on the, down, on, on the way down today, uh, again, R2K down 1.2%. This is the most seasonally bullish time of the year for small caps. They need to get going again. And NASDAQ, the NASDAQ and small caps tend to trade together most oftenly. NASDAQ today down a big 144 points, right at uh, just, just under 1% at 14,935. But again, it's the internals that really improved. Let, let me go ahead and jump to that right now because we're on the topic. So <clears throat> almost... Through the entire fourth quarter, we saw nothing but, but bad internals, specifically in NASDAQ. Day after day after day, even when we had uh, uh, big moves up, you know, because we had about 10 mega caps, right, that were driving the market higher. Even on those days, NASDAQ internals were negative. We've only had two days, I believe, two days where NASDAQ internals have been, we've had more 52 highs than lows. We've had two days where that's been the case since mid-November. Thanks to Helene Miser for that, uh, for that for the little nugget there. So the internals have been ugly for a while, but that wasn't the case today. And it, it hasn't been the case this week. It really started about a week and a half ago. Here's what I'm talking about. 
today, again, NASDAQ down 144. You'd expect all the internals. We just didn't get it. Volume was flat. It was really positive all day. The last tick was to, to made it flat. Uh, but again, 2.1 billion shares advancing volume, 2.1 billion shares declining volume. That may not sound like much, but again, from where we've been to where we are now, that's a pattern change. These are the kind of things that uh, people that, that really study the market kind of for a long time, like me, these are the things you start to look for to say, okay, that's a personality change. That's something that's different than what we've seen. That is a clear positive. We hope it's the beginning of a repeating pattern that's going to give us another uptrend here as, uh, as uh, interest rates begin to top out, which is what we think is going to happen. First rate hike is probably going to happen in November, folks. I think that's uh, everyone says that's a slam dunk given. We've, we've been saying for some time, we'll give them one rate hike. We'll give them one so Jay Powell can save face at his dinner parties because all they've been talking about, yapping about, is higher rates. Because, of course, they're trapped. They're trapped because of inflation. Why are they trapped because of inflation? Because all these done is print money. <laughs> inflation is always and has always been an end result of one thing, and that's money printing. Now, you can say, well, we got supply chain crisis. I'm sure you, know, you have these, these shocks that happen that can impact pricing. But we're talking primarily, almost exclusively, by the way, about monetary currency inflation. That's what the Fed is fighting, the problem they created, along with the U.S. government, of course. Uh, as far as uh, advanced decline today, NASDAQ was negative, but only by 800 issues. I mean, that's just not, that's not big. Uh, and NYSE was positive across the board. NYSE had positive advanced decline, a significantly positive volume, by the way. Volume was positive NYSE by $1.3 billion worth of trading. And again, that's significant. And as far as 50 highs and lows, they're a negative day, but nothing like we've seen in the past. So, you know, I think that uh, there's also, in addition to, of course, the 10-year uh, today hit 1.7, excuse me, 1.8%. That is a new, what is that, couple-year high uh, in, uh, in yields. Uh, again, closing today, right now at 1.77%. I'm always fascinated by the people that think this means something. <laughs> and I know in the short term it can impact the markets and it probably has and blah, blah, blah. But 1.77%. I'll tell you the straight up truth. The 10 year today could be 2.5% and it wouldn't impact my thinking whatsoever. It might impact our trading because it might impact growth stocks and tech stocks. But other than that, this yield does not matter. It just does not matter here. We've been here before. By the way, the last time we were here, was a significant buying opportunity in the first quarter of last year. We saw the same thing happen. Matter of fact, almost to the day. Uh, but, um, you know, look, gonna, we'll give them one rate hike. Beyond that, we know where we are in the midterms. We know this is a year where uh, we, we, Biden would much rather have the economy soaring along with the stock market as opposed to rates smashing everything lower. Uh, but also we got the jobs report today. That added to this a little bit. Uh, jobs report today was was not good. It's another miss. Surprise, surprise. It's it's, uh, it's Joe Biden's economy. It's Barack Obama's third term. Uh, we had today estimates today were 422,000 jobs to have been created in the month of December. We came in at 199. That's another big miss. Like these misses aren't even small. Okay, they're big. And I see I see the defenders because wages are up. That's inflationary, isn't it? Right. Wages are up. Well, that's a good thing, though. It means the economy is doing well. Unemployment rate ticked down to 3.9%. Of course, that's all the left wants to talk about is how great that is. OK, uh, the estimates were 4.2. We love a strong economy that's fully where people are fully employed and, and, and locked in and making money. That's fantastic news. OK, it just is. But we just don't see that really remaining the case. We just don't. We think it's going to see more of a plateauing effect. 
Because again, we're in Obama's third term, a guy that never had a 2% GDP in his eight years in office. Um, uh, so let's, let's, just, let's, let's make a quick transition here to the Supreme Court case, because I, I just got to say, when you have a Supreme Court justice like Justice Sotomayor, who says today, in a panicky voice, we have 100,000 kids that are in hospitals today because of Rona. And, oh, my God. And this is a hospital. Hospitals are full. Death counts are soaring. They are making shit up. This is not at all true. Here are the facts. If you want the actual facts, let me pull this up. I, I, I put this into a parabolic update today, and I want to get it just right. Because unlike justices on the Supreme Court, we like to get things right. We want the facts to be what they actually are. Uh, give me one second here. Where is that? And, of course, now I can't find it. I'll find it. There it is. Okay, here are the facts. As far as kids being in the hospital, okay? Here are the hardcore facts. Again, Sotomayor said 100,000 kids are hospitalized today due to coronavirus. No. This is based in actual data, CDC, etc. Today, there are not 100,000 kids in the hospital. There are about 3,300 kids in the hospital. She was only off by 96,700 children being hospitalized. Just a little bit of a miss, just a bit outside. As far as total, and this is, this is, this is also eye-opening, from the onset of Rona, okay, this goes back to July of 2020. This is when they first said, oh my God, we have a, kid, we have a, we have a child hospitalized for this. That was the first one in, in July of last year, excuse me, of 2020, we had... Since then, we've only had a total, a grand total of 89,000 kids that have been hospitalized. And you've got to remember, even that is misleading. Even that is mis- it's terribly misleading because these kids weren't put into the hospital because they had Rona. They were found to have Rona once they were admitted for other issues. This is the problem we've had with this reporting for such a long time. That's how we've known it was a pandemic and how they were lying about the house political and because, again, there's just no way the Supreme Court justices, who each have about, what, I don't know, 10 clerks on their staff, right, all attorneys. Uh, how, many, how many attorneys does every Supreme Court justice have under them? I'd like to know that number. It's a big number. Maybe, some, maybe someone out there knows it and can tell me. It's a big number. Uh, there's just no way you can have that many smart people that know how to do research. That's the one thing attorneys know how to do that get this that stuff right. Uh, wrong. You just, it's just not, it's not, it's an impossibility. It is, it's an absolute impossibility. It tells you it's just political and it's shameful. It's the, matter of fact, it's, it's the ugliest kind of propaganda. When you use kids, right, to sell this vaccine, it is enough to make you really just get to sick to your stomach. At least it is for me. And I think it is probably for you too. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you're on the Supreme Court for life. What are you going to do, right? Uh, and they want to pack the court with more of these, of these people. They want more of these morons and political creatures on the Supreme Court. God help us all if that happens. I'll repeat what I've been saying all week. Again, this, these cases are big. This is the first of three that the Supreme Court's going to hear. You would expect that they'd rule the same in all three because really it's all the, really the same uh, issue at hand, which is how much power does a government have without Congress enacting laws? Can a government just do this? And then shop these case, basically shop it. Uh, they did this through OSHA. Because uh, they felt OSHA could mandate this. They, they can't. They don't have that power. Only Congress can create laws, right? And then Supreme Court can rule on whether or not they're constitutional. And so that's not happened here. 
so the people that I follow and trust the most attorneys that get this stuff right, they know the law, they get their predictions right, they have great instincts, they're all saying these cases are going to fail. Let's just hope so, because globally that has not been the case. Globally, uh, some friends of ours in, in, uh, in, that are in Italy, excuse me, that are in, that are in France, uh, tell me that it's going to be mandatory. They're going to mandate these throughout the country. And we know what's happening in Australia. They're very close to that now. You know, people really get to, there are a lot of us that don't have to do anything. You know, we don't have an employer, right? There's no one we specifically answer to. But these mandates get to the point where they shut you out of society unless you can. It's almost as if they're trying to force people to become domestic terrorists. Doesn't it feel that way? They're trying to turn us into radical creatures because all we want to do is protect our God-given rights. It feels like that's what they're doing. The FBI certainly wants to do that. We know they want to turn us all. They believe we're all domestic terrorists now because we're an enemy of them. We're an enemy of the intelligence agencies who are pushing back because all they're trying to do is remove our rights. And we're pushing back. This is the battle, folks. This is the battle. And uh, you know, we just have to hope and pray that uh, the, the midterms go the way it looks like they're going to. Uh, I think this country will be in a real uproar if they rig the midterms. I don't. I don't even think that's possible because it's such a different creature. But I guess they could do it with voting systems, maybe in Dominion. Who knows? Uh, but uh, we w- midterms, and then we got to wait three years to replace this guy, this walking stiff that's in the White House. Again, all they want to do is sell an agenda, and it just stinks to high heaven, doesn't it? It just stinks to high heaven. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, they'll stay focused on what we do here, which is trying to get the markets right. We remain bullish. Uh, I, 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 this morning in our update, uh, we sent out uh, the latest from uh, our friends over at um, Evercore and from uh, uh, Rich Ross, who's their top technical guy, market watcher, and of course, Ed Hyman, who's the best economist in the country. You know, they've been exactly right on, the, on, on rates. They've been, they, they've been exactly right on the direction of yields. And they also believe the economy is continuing to cook with gas. Uh, so again, I think this is a normal process. And you got to remember, the markets tend to really like rate increases. Maybe they should raise rates on Monday. Maybe, maybe they should just come out on Monday and, and jack rates by a half percent higher. And let's get it over with because then the markets can soar. It's that trepidation of the fear of, of, of the unknown, right? Uh, but again, for those that have been joining us here, for our new folks, welcome to you. Markets move higher on rate hikes. We have history that backs that up going back a long ways. And so we are using this pullback as a buying opportunity. I'll tell you something else interesting. Uh, you know, we follow the tech stocks and, and semis very closely. The semis are really getting hit now. Uh, not so the, the SMH, the semi ETF is down, I think about seven, eight percent now. I just ran the numbers, about seven point six percent actually. And uh, but the big one there, of course, the leader that's been the leader in the, in the world of semis for so long has been NVIDIA. I always forget, is it NVIDIA or NVIDIA? I think it's NVIDIA. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember that, but I can't. But anyway, NVIDIA is down 21%. That's a bear market. Down 21% from the highs of, I think, November. That's a, that's a big, sharp pullback in, in that stock that's been leading most of tech higher. So you're seeing some real, you're seeing people really give up the ghost on tech. And if it's a, if it's a Kathy Woods-related stock, it's obviously in a significant bear market uh, Woods, Woods uh, ARC ETF today got hit again today, down another 1.4%, taking it uh, just off a, a new a new two-year low uh, at, uh, at 84. But these stocks have really been slaughtered, and this is when value comes to the surface. It just does. And if you're a long-term believer in the markets, as we are, 
that this bull market has years, not, not, not weeks, months, years to go, okay? It's a structural bull market of size and scope driven by unprecedented uh, domestic and global liquidity, driven by surging corporate earnings, a really good economy. Uh, th this market's going to go higher. It just is. You use these shakeouts as buying opportunities. We stay focused on the prize here in the big picture, and that's what it looks like to us. And also, I got to tell you, this is something else Tyler and I talked about for the cast today. How interesting that here we have everybody so freaking out about rates. So how is it the utility stocks are still soaring? <laughs> the XLU the utility ETF today was up almost 1%, and it's a dollar it's forty a share below all-time highs for the XLU, the ETF, the tracks utilities. Uh, how is that possible? And we've seen, of course, what's happening with real estate. It's been leading all-time highs, not today. Backed off a little bit. Same thing with HGX, the housing index, down 3.2% today. So these are you're starting to get some people freaking out even now for rate-sensitive things. But still, we're talking about these were all-time highs earlier this week. As rates are going higher, that just is not a traditional sign of, oh, look out. We have problems. It's just not. So again, I think all this is going to pass. I'll, I'll just mention as well, finally, on rates. You know, we track, we track these from a chart basis pretty closely in our VRA investing system. And I'll tell you that uh, bonds are getting extremely oversold. Extreme, they're, they're hitting extreme oversold, very nearly what we call extreme oversold on steroids, which is where every momentum oscillator and everything we track in our system gets to extreme oversold. When that happens, the rubber band is stretched too far and it's going to snap back. This is a age-old uh, 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 kind of a, a trading setup that so many market watchers watch. And that's one of the reasons it works, because everybody's watching it. We're very close to it today. Frankly, almost acted on today in our options program, Parabolic Options. But uh, we prefer not to really buy on Fridays. It's just an old thing for my mentors. Sometimes it holds up, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I, I, I like to buy week opens on Mondays. That, those have typically given us, uh, over my career, some of my very best buys. But we are looking to act on bonds as well for a trading, for a trading vehicle uh, uh, as, as this rubber band snaps back and as rates begin to peak here, at least for the interim. But again, we're going to give the Fed one rate hike. Uh, beyond that, it's about it. Also interesting, Tyler uh, pointed out to me uh, this morning, the Fed's balance sheet now is markedly higher than when they started tapering. It's higher than when they started tapering. In other words, reducing the number of bonds they're buying. So how's that happening? That's the reverse repo thing. That's what that is. But it's interesting. The Fed's balance sheet, for all the talk, they're talking about the possibility of, a, of, taper, of tapering, possibility of quantitative tightening, right? And raising rates and reducing the balance sheet. All it's doing is getting larger. We find that pretty interesting as well. Um, what else today? Okay, let's get to our sector watch today. We've covered the internals already here. Going a little bit out of uh, out of uh, out of uh, order uh, in sectors today. We had uh, of our eleven SP five hundred sectors, we had seven finished lower, four finished higher. Uh, led to the downside by consumer discretionary one, down one point six percent, technology down one percent, real estate down a half percent to the upside. Energy continues to power ahead. Uh, looking at uh, what two year highs down energy stocks, uh, uh, energy uh, sector today up one point four percent. Financials all time high again today, uh, one point one percent. Financials continue to lead again. Utilities also up today, uh, eight tenths of one percent. In our commodity watch today, we had um, uh, gold today up six dollars an ounce at seventeen ninety five as a magnet at eighteen hundred. Uh, silver up fourteen cents an ounce at twenty two thirty three. Copper uh, developing some strength here, starting to build ahead of steam again. 
Uh, you know, right now about 60 cents a pound below all-time high. We think it's going to uh, blow through that as well. Love this group here. Copper, 440 a pound right now. Uh, oil today down, uh, giving up some of its gains. But again, energy stocks led. They've been leading. That's a very bullish sign when energy stocks are leading the underlying commodity. Oil today down 55 cents a barrel at 78.91. And finally, Bitcoin uh, uh, starting to get uh, feel a little pain now at 1200 down 1200 today is right now trading at 41,000. 899. Crypto space has been pretty weak to start the new year. Matter of fact, I think it's been the worst year in a decade, start of the year for cryptocurrencies. Folks, as always, hope you had a great week. Really appreciate you to join us here and uh, join us full time if you're not a member already at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.